Welcome to Chamber Podcast, Busy in the Sticks. This is episode number 17. I'm Tammy Ricks, your CEO of the West Prince Chamber. Today, I would like to welcome Leah Deagle of KW Liquidation and Tanner Handerhan of Games West PEI. Welcome to both of you. Thanks. It's nice to be here. Thank Thank you you. for coming. So, Leah, you have uh, KW Liquidation, uh, which is located on the corner of Diversion Road and the main highway. Yes. So 667 Diversion Road. Yes. All right. And um, you have a, a liquidation. Uh, you can you kind of have, uh, you haul cars and campers and trailers type of business, but you have a little bit of everything. Yes. A little bit of everything, liquidation. And Tanner, um, Games West, um, tell me a little bit about what you sell. Uh, we buy, sell, and trade video games and related material like that. So uh, we have some comic books, manga board games, uh, just any cool retro goodies. Okay, and both fairly new business owners. Well, Tanya, you're going into what, year two? Yep. Year two, but uh, you've been a long-time business owner, but new location. Yes. Yeah, so you've been you've been around the block for a while. Yes, we have. <laughs> yes, and you've kind of, you kind of started out with kind of a, a scrap yard, or what do you call it? Uh, Auto sales and a junkyard, and auto, okay. hauling cars, and all right, and you've been doing that for a long time since '96. Since '96, and so this location, uh, your new liquidation center, has been there for approximately three years. Yes, three years. Well, it's nice to have you. So we should have uh, a little bit of mix of uh, questions for both of you. We're doing this uh, rural partnership with the Labor Market Project, and uh, so we're very interested to see how you're doing for business. And uh, we'll start with maybe Leah telling us a little bit about your outlet and um, I guess where some of your stuff comes from, what you sell, you know, if it's uh, kind of discontinued stuff and um, where you kind of source some of your inventory from. Um, most of our inventory comes from, we have quite a long distance to travel. My husband travels out to different parts in the United States and sources out a lot of the different things. We buy a lot of cushion floor. That's one of our big markets around this area. Cushion floor. Yeah. It's still, it's still out there. It's still out there. You'd be surprised (laughs) the amount of people. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. A lot of, um, in the summertime, we notice it's a lot of people that are renovating their cottages. And then this year now we've been noticing a lot of people that are just renovating to put their houses for sale with the market being so high. And so your husband spends a lot of time on the road? Yes, he does. He goes to all the, the auctions himself and buys, a, buys all the uh, surplus stuff for the store himself. Okay. And then he usually hauls them uh, himself as well right now. And so, Tanner, um, where did you come up with the idea um, to open up your own gaming store, and, and where did it start? Uh, it's been a dream of mine for quite a few years now. I uh, took a business program at Holland College, and while in that program, I designed a business plan as one of my projects, and that business plan was actually for Games West. Okay, really? Yep. That's amazing. And and here you are doing it. Yeah, yeah, just <laughs> followed right through. So when did you go, when, when did you complete Holland College? Uh... Three years ago, I believe. Okay, so you weren't long waiting for the dream to happen or to make it happen? Yeah, I was doing a lot of hustling on the side with video games, and we just kind of decided to bite the bullet and do it. Do it from home. You were doing it from home. Yeah. And uh, you started during COVID. 
Yeah, I was still uh, working, and um, during COVID, I had some free time. So between work and home time, uh, I would buy and sell from people I knew or just on Facebook and whatnot, online sites, and it just started a snowball effect. Well, that's great. And you kind of live, uh, you kind of live between uh, West Prince and Summerside, and so you decided to open up in Alberton. Yeah, my roots are in Alberton. I used to live in Alberton. I grew up up west, and I just have more of a name up west. That's great. We're glad you came up west. <laughs> yeah, I'm happy to be here. Um, very good. Um, so uh, we'll go back to Leah. Leah, have, have the issues with the border closures or any of the supply chains um, delays affected your operations in, in any type of way? It hasn't affected us a whole lot because mostly when my drivers and all that are coming through the border, we're all considered essential workers. There's a little bit of uh, sometimes when he goes out to, to the, the auctions to the surplus stores locations, there may be some stuff that's shortages of there. So your business was considered essential? Yes. Okay. So you did, I think you mentioned, um, we were just talking beforehand, there's been a shortage of paneling. Yeah, yeah, and, um, at the manufacturers, because when the manufacturers, when the trailers come offline and they then they surplus out their the paneling for that trailer and it goes to like the auction yards and stuff. So we've, we've had found that there's been a shortage of paneling out there now lately. So where are people putting the paneling? <laughs> <laughs> My father once said, if you're going to have kids in the house, make sure you put paneling on the <laughs> wall. <laughs> when we were young, it was all it was on the walls was paneling. Yeah. I can remember it's just like, it wasn't very pretty, but it was all paneling. Yeah. <laughs> Most of the people, when they're renovating their houses, a lot of people are putting it, even like doing accent walls um basements especially a lot of people be redoing over their basements okay. and they'll put paneling all in the basements so has it gotten any prettier oh as we have <laughs> there's some really beautiful paneling <laughs> I actually i actually have uh paneling on my back wall in my bedroom and it looks like kind of like a uh like a tiger print or something oh, okay interesting and, that, and then because i can remember it being like the, you know the two-tone <laughs> two or the brown and <laughs> yeah no the paneling has come a long way is that and right that we have stuff that looks like brick and like oh. I said, there's lighter paneling and darker stuff. And, and I suppose if they don't like it, they can paint it. Exactly. <laughs> we do have a lot of people that buy it just to paint it. Okay. And they'll paint it then because it's a, it's an easy project. Yeah. You can do it yourself. It's not like drywall. Well, there's your D, do-it-yourself DIY. There yes. you go. <laughs> uh, paneling, come down to uh, KW Liquidation if you're looking for paneling <laughs> and talk to Leah. Uh, what about you, Tanner? Have you Has your business kind of been affected by... The border, I suppose you do a lot of online pl platforms when you order stuff and, and really you haven't had to. Yeah, I, I would have liked those. to been able to travel off island just to like Nova Scotia, New Brunswick, say, to purchase bigger lots of items. But uh, with the bridge restrictions and whatnot that were in place, those kind of posed an issue, but not so much the international borders. Okay. Uh, I can't always order online, but that had, that's like sight unseen, right? So it's always a gamble. That's right. So one thing I wanted to mention, Leah, you started out um, years ago with with the junkyard and and selling and, and traveling to different auctions and, and, and going long ways for these items. So now that you have the liquidation center, your business has changed and you go to, uh, you have a lot of online auctions now that you attend. The Talk a little bit about how that's or, transitioned over the years and the challenges or whether it's better for you or, or you liked it in the past. Yeah, talk a yeah. little bit about that. Well, when we're doing, uh, concentrate more heavier on the car sales than that years ago, um, it was mostly 
all live auctions. You didn't have much for online. You could do it online, but we usually went to the auctions. And you, and then as the time continued to go and we moved more into the online industry and stuff, so we noticed a huge price increase. Okay. On the, on the like on the car side of it, stuff started, um, cars like, Cars we were selling here were selling for the same price at the auctions as what we were getting for them in PEI. Because you're now competing with people all over the world instead of just people maybe from Canada, United States, or people that could go to the auctions. <clears throat> so you probably encountered a lot more fees. Yes. Once you switched to... Online, yeah, there was a lot more fees. A lot more fees. And was it a lot more complicated or... Um, Pretty well the same because you're, you still see the, but the only difference is when you're online, you're not there. You don't see the vehicle. Mm-hmm. You don't see what you're bidding on as well as go, you have pictures, but uh, pictures can hide a lot. I suppose they can. <laughs> so yeah. the, the whole experience of, of what of what you've done in the past has kind of changed. It's changed uh, considerably. Yes. Yeah. Because yes. there can be, like, going to those auctions, I guess there can kind of be, like, a, a high to that. You know, you get excited, you bid on something, and uh, yes. just going through that whole whole process. And uh, now it's like you just push a button now on the, <laughs> yeah. on the computer. It's like, and hope your internet stays up when you're trying to bid on the vehicle you want. <laughs> that's right. We're in rural rural PEI, and, and if the internet's that, not good. And <laughs> that's a challenge that we find as well in, P, down in PEI here is, is our internet. Yeah, it has your internet where you're located. I have went with Starlink. Oh, so you did get Starlink. Yes, I did. Interesting. Okay, so, so have you had it long? I've had it for three, three or four months, three okay. months now. So it's so far, knock on wood, so far it's been working good. Faster? It is faster. Faster, okay. Have no complaints from the little guy when he's on Xbox. <laughs> There's no lag. <laughs> and do you Tanner have, would know about that. <laughs> do you have uh, fiber up in Alberton, Tanner? Yep. As far as Alberton's internet, I have no complaints whatsoever. We're through right. Eastlink, and it's good. But uh, at home, we're stuck with ExploreNet, and that's rather finicky. So any online business, I try to keep at the store. Mm-hmm. So maybe you can talk a little bit about kind of um, some of your online platforms that you used. I know you started from home, and you you. you mentioned to me before um, you were selling a lot of stuff on ebay and things like that so uh, kind of talk about your process of how you buy products and things like that and uh, bring those in well when i first started before i had a physical location i used a site called shopify shopify and okay. i made a specific website so i'd go out and buy bundles of things come home appraise them clean them up and every single item will get listed on there and i shared the website through canada and the states so uh, that kind of helped me build up some income to be able to open the physical location. Mm-hmm. So customers from all over? Yep. From, you yeah, know. I'm in lots of groups internationally, so I just shared okay. them. So I did free shipping in Canada and the States over X amount of dollars, so that uh, incentivized some people. That's right, yeah. Both of your, your businesses are both unique for any market, um, let alone West Prince. How do you promote your business, and is there anything specific uh, that has been especially successful in in your marketing? Maybe we'll start with you, Tanner. Uh, honestly, the only real marketing effort I put in is through Facebook. I have Facebook. a pretty big following on my Facebook page, and okay. uh, I kind of noticed that that might be a bit of an issue on the time when Facebook went down for, I think it was a day. Yes. I had no contact with any of my customers. I had no idea how I was going to put my product out there, so... Um, I'm definitely going to have to get a broader avenue there, but Facebook is definitely my So do you use Instagram at all? 
I've tried, but it's it's not really my thing. I do have an Instagram account, but okay. I don't find myself using it very I much. Because I thought you would be at the age level for Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a l- little, uh, little older soul, I guess. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and and we do tend to have more of a Facebook market. I spe- well here in the region, but I mean, where's your where's your market? Where's your clients at? Like, are they? Uh, are they local? Are they? I, I do have a very loyal local customer base, but okay. I do also have people um, down east, like Charlottetown Way, that I do shipping, or they'll buy bundles and hang on to them until we can get to them where they need to go. Okay. Um, and also, like throughout Canada, um, I do have a few like people I've networked with over the years that still have an interest, and uh, also eBay is all over the world. Okay. So. So if people are looking for products, they can go on your Facebook. Do you have a website or just a Facebook page? Uh, no, I stopped with the website because okay. now that I have the physical location, it was uh, a bit much to keep them both going just All with right. a one-man show. So. Okay. So, um, but you have lots of pictures, and if they're looking for something specific, they can kind of uh, call you or um, oh, yeah. check on the Yeah, the 100%. Face. I'm always happy to help out. <laughs> and yourself, uh, Leah, um, what uh, has there been some type of marketing that's been more successful for you mm-hmm. at, at business we've been using a lot of facebook posts and stuff like that we find we get good responses with that and then we list stuff like on kijiji and and uh just mostly like sites like that that we can list on and um that's pretty well most of what we do have a web page but we haven't been posting a whole lot on it because we kind of find a little difficult to use your business would probably well in both word of mouth would probably want to be one of the biggest yes marketing uh uh, tools that uh, people go down and they buy something. I, I'm telling you, this panel now is going to just be the talk of West <laughs> Prince. <laughs> as soon as somebody finds out something, it's not long before the next person finds out. Yeah, yeah. Very true. So, we have good. a lot of people come up and, and even like the flooring. Like We had uh, one lady and I laughed because she said, she said her, her friend told her, she said, there's no way you're getting 16 foot wide flooring. Do you do not? And anywheres. And uh, I told her, I said, you weren't thinking. You should have bet your friend 100 bucks and come up here with her. She <laughs> said, I never thought because she said she said she would have hated to have to pay me. <laughs> <laughs> so your Cushing floor comes from the States. And yes. you can have, and it's anywhere from 8 to 16 wide. feet wide. Yes. Okay, and you can't get that here in Canada. No, usually the widest you'll usually see around is 13 and a half. Okay, so if you're looking for that extra wide Cushing flooring, uh, give Leah a call. Um, so since opening um, both of your businesses, um, have you seen any potential to, to grow your business, Leah? Yeah, we've been finding... Um, we've Do you had, and your husband? Yes. And you have any other staff? Uh, yes, we have uh, another couple of people working in on the floor, and then we have some office staff as well. And then we have truck drivers that'll pick up surplus as well when you're picking up some of the other stuff that we ship. And it's kind of a niche business you have. So it would be, you know, you're the seller, mm-hmm. uh, Kevin's the driver. And uh, does he do some selling too? Or does he just kind of like to... No, he loves being in the he store. Loves he loves to talk. Okay. <laughs> if anyone meets him, they'll know. <laughs> yes. So as far as driving or um, having somebody with some driving experience, mm-hmm. um, what do you think, um, what would be one roadblock uh, that would kind of prevent you from hiring uh, other people or kind of expanding or growing your business? Biggest problem we're having is uh, getting drivers that have experience. Okay. Our insurance company requires a driver to have three years experience. Although most of our drivers are only driving, like even the ones that are driving in one ton truck, like or a half t- or a three quarter ton truck. So has that been around for a long time? That three years driving experience. It only come in probably about two years ago. Two years ago. Two and a half. That's okay. 
And so that's commercial driving experience now, the insurance, you have mm-hmm. to have that. Yes. And so that's a, that could be a big roadblock as far as hiring hiring um, people and drivers to, to, to work with you. Yes, it makes it really challenging because, and then when people think you say experience, well, I've had my driver, no, it's got to be commercial. And you can't just say, well, John Doe up the street, give me a letter saying I drove for him. You have to have a letter from their insurance company proving that they had three years driving experience with no accidents and no, um, there's other companies we can get insured through, but the cost is, mm-hmm. is substantially like so thousands of dollars higher. I'm thinking, Kester, you and I need to look into this insurance piece <laughs> here for this labor market <laughs> project. Um, what about yourself, uh, Tanner? Um, since opening, have you seen any potential to grow your business and do you have any other staff hired? Uh, I did have a summer student over the summer, and that was fantastic. It allowed me to uh, be open seven days a week and not have to be there seven days a week. Um, he was a great employee. It didn't take much training. Um, nice to have a little break through the summer. Yeah, exactly. And uh, Also, before that, I was working every single weekend, so I wasn't getting much time at home with the family. So both of you business operators, you probably put a lot of long days in. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So are you seven days a week too, Tanner, or you just, have you fixed your, your, your weekdays now or? I've closed it down to four days a week for now. Okay. Um, just Monday, Wednesday, Friday and All Sunday. Right. All right. Yeah. And, and then, um. And that's working? Yep. Yep. Yeah. It's going well. I would like to be able to be there Saturdays too, but I kind of have to cut my losses. I need some time home with the family as well. So. You probably get some kids that you need to be running around to some hockey or something horseback riding right now <laughs> horseback riding okay <laughs> and leah what are your hours of operation are you open all seven we're days open a week? monday to friday from nine to five okay. and then saturday we're open 10 to, 1. ten to one but um i always tell people to if you need something give me a call because we, we live in the same location That's right. you live upstairs of yes, your your, your big uh, center <laughs> and then with the trucking part of it i've had drivers call me three o'clock in the morning and can't find something so oh, i'm kind of like 24 hours on <laughs> if so something needs to be done i i do it you're located on the main highway do you have a lot of people say that they can't find you not too many, no. Okay. No. I noticed there last year on Google Maps, if you were putting us in a Google Maps, it would stop you up. Remember where the fish truck used to be, the French fry? Yes. It was bringing some people there. But okay. then anyone asked for directions, I always tell them we're at 667 Diversion Road, big purple building. Can't miss you. <laughs> Can't miss you. Yes. And you got a big sign out front. Mm-hmm. So then as far as we talked a little bit about the st- your driving challenges and, and uh, the driving experience, um, have you experienced anything for staffing challenges, Tanner? Uh, no, not really. I so you probably there. applied for the Canada Summer Jobs program? Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. And that was a big help to you? Yep. Yeah. It uh, offered me a break over the summer, and he was a great employee. Honestly, they always say hire smarter than you, so <laughs> try to follow that path. <laughs> Very good. So I guess we'll kind of move on to um, what training either for yourselves or your staff, if any, um, do you think would help you improve or expand your business? Tanner, we'll start with you. Uh, Really, my business course, I think, was all I need for specific training. Um, A lot of my business is just acquired knowledge over the years. Like I I know my trade quite well. So uh, anyone I would be, be looking to hire would also have to have some sort of background with video games and you know know what they're talking about and also have a friendly persona to boot Mm -hmm. Um, other than that it'd pretty much just be retail experience 
So you probably at a young age were able to kind of, or been doing this for a while, but you've kind of had that selling gene and you, and you can, you can negotiate or you can. Yeah. Ever since I was a kid, I've always been like hustling as I put it. Okay. There you go. And yourself, Leah? Yeah. I was, when he was talking about that, I was just thinking, um, when I was in elementary school, I got my mom to take me to the store and I bought a box of freezies and got her to freeze them, took them to school to sell them. I think it was in grade <laughs> four or five. <laughs> that was my first selling experience. So That's even before I think the Young Millionaires program starts out. <laughs> yes. Oh, well, good for you guys. And, you know, it's, I think it's, it's, it's great that we can get kids involved at a young age and they learn those selling skills because as they get older, I think they have that fear of, of picking up the phone or, or negotiating and, uh, not everybody can do it. You know, it's, it's, it's not easy for a lot of people. So you both have had a wide variety of ever changing items that you sell. Is there anything in particular that is, is, has been reoccurring maybe in your business, Tanner, or kind of a bestseller? Uh, Lately, everyone's been after Nintendo Switch consoles. Those are uh, Nintendo hot Switch consoles, okay. <laughs> yeah, but overall, I find the retro stuff sells really good. Re- retro Nintendo, people are always asking for, and I cannot keep in stock for the life of me. Really? So list some other retro items that people would be kind of uh, looking for. And I suppose they'd be hot at Christmas time here too, would they? Yeah, because you can't buy that stuff new right anymore, no. right? So it's a used market, and uh, a lot of people know what they have and expect a lot out of it so um yeah it's it's a tough tough territory to navigate and to keep in stock but i do have a constant rotation like people are always buying things off me and then selling things to me or i'm always sourcing off facebook so very good and yourself leah uh uh, most of the reoccurring items that we keep in stock is our cushion floor and we usually have um Right now, I think we've got over 100 different rolls of cushion floor in. Okay, so lots of cushion rolls. <laughs> lots of cushion floor. It takes a lot of space to store it. <laughs> it is. Yeah. A lot of space to store that. And then we keep, like, a lot, we try and keep doors and windows, get windows in, and then um, wheels and tires, like, for trailers. Okay. And the axles and stuff. Those are some of the big sellers that he's always constantly looking for, and, of course, our paneling and okay, and anything he can find in lumber, because lumber costs have shot up. That's right. It's I had stopped in there one time, I think uh, a year ago, uh, with a summer student, and she was looking for a couch, and you had uh, couches in there from the tr- some of the, the yes. campers, I assume yes, they were. Yes, we usually try yeah. and get those now, those who'll be out at the auctions again now this fall uh, in the wintertime, and he'll probably try and buy a truckload. Last year, I think he had 150 in stock. Is that right? We run out the summer. Wow. So who's buying them? What are they putting them in? Cottages? Cottages, their camper looking? trailers, houses. Okay. It's great. I, I have one in my little guy's bedroom, so when he has company sleepover, we just fold the bed out, great and it's idea. an extra bed. Awesome. Is there anything, you know, we were, support, we're always supporting our Love Local uh, campaign here on PEI, and um, you'll see the little uh, tags out around or the flags and uh, the masks. Is there anything either one of you would like to list, uh, mention to our listeners? We have that we're here in December and it's Christmas season. Anything upcoming uh, to let our listeners know about Tanner? Uh, two things, actually. Uh, through Games West, we're sponsoring a family this year for Christmas, supplying them with gifts, uh, stocking stuffers, and a dinner. Very so nice. if uh, anyone would like to contribute, we're accepting donations until, I believe, December 22nd. Okay, so you can either stop by or send you an e-transfer, just... Give a reach out? Uh, pre- preferably actually wrapped gifts is oh, what we're going for. Okay, so rather yeah. than a donation, wrapped gifts. Yep, and oh. uh, if 
anyone's curious, they can reach out for the information on the specifics of what's what's look or needed. Okay. And um, one other thing is we are having a large event on the 19th of December to uh, Super Smash Bros. Tournament on Switch. Oh, yes. I, I forgot to mention that. Mention a little bit about your your, your Smash Bros. tournaments. <laughs> yeah, this will be number three now. Okay. Yeah, so uh, you come around, you play for the day. Um, there's lots of local restaurants in Alberton, so meals are pretty easy to come by. And there's uh, door prizes, cash prizes, and it's always a good time. And so these are something that people can come in and do for hours. Yep. Great hours yep. of entertainment. Every Wednesday we have a weekly where uh, from 6 to 9 people come in and play just for fun. There's a little door prize every week, but this one's kind of a more serious tournament. There's okay. a, a lot of the hard hitters coming down. Is that right? <laughs> Very good. And uh, Leah, did you want to mention anything to our listeners that's coming up or maybe some clearance items you might have on sale uh, for this month? Yeah, we have some uh, rolls of cushion floor, like in our eight foot wide stuff that we have on clearance for 50 cents a square foot. Um, and then throughout the, usually we'll switch off stuff and put some other di- random items on clearance and, and that we have backsplash tile that... Um, he bought some more of out there, so he got it cheaper. So when that happens, we reduce the price of everything, and it's a peel and stick tile that uh, is twenty five dollars a sheet, and they're, I think they're so they're can built go on the back of the back of your kitchen yes. counter, okay. and they're five feet long by fifteen inches wide. So who does all the bidding, Leah? You or Kevin? Usually Kevin. Usually he Kevin. goes out to different surplus locations, and and uh, he'll go to auctions. Sometimes he just goes to different. Uh, um, retail outlets that clearance and because he'll buy in large quantities. All right. And so can you tell us a story or maybe mention anything about uh, maybe one of your lowest bids or <laughs> <laughs> I think there was something there you had told me earlier about a car. Yeah, years ago, <laughs> we always laugh at this one because when the auctions used to be personally, you used to go to the auctions down in the States. We had a friend buy bidding on cars and uh, I had wanted this one car, so he had told everyone, you stay off this car, because Kevin's wife, and oh yeah, we know Kevin, the guy who hauls all the cars <laughs> to Canada. So anyways, the auctioneer starts it off, and nobody's bidding on the car, and Dino goes like, I'll give you $25 for it. <laughs> $25. So the buyer fees were more than what we had to pay for the car. Oh my goodness. Those, as they say, as my little fella would say, those were the olden days, mummy. <laughs> those were the olden days. <laughs> That's what he tells me. <laughs> Back in the day. Yeah. Well, thank you very much. It's been, it's been a pleasure having you both here today and uh, explaining both your, your your businesses and uh, uh, your sellers uh, and your your unique at both of your businesses at what you do and and we wish you all the best and um, and uh, keep up the great work. Thank you so yeah, much. It's been nice nice uh, being here. This is a, a great idea for businesses in West Prince because it gets more people's names. I had never heard of Tanner, but now. I'll probably have to take Judson up there now. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Well, we're glad to introduce you. And yes. that's that's the power of the Chamber Network. So there you go. Yes, it is. <laughs>